Hey, Jen Banks here. This is the podcast A is for Adversity, and I'm going to talk about being more intentional about our thoughts and our goals so we can make our lives happen instead of letting life happen to us. This is episode number 20, Self-Improvement with Kristen Merrill. The sponsor for this episode is Lee's Candies. And not only are their chocolates super sweet, but they are the sweetest people you've ever met. Ken and Sherry Fernandes own Lee's Candies in Boise, Idaho, and if you haven't checked them out, seriously do it today. Hey guys, I have such a treat for you today. I have my sister Kristen, say hello Kristen. Hello. (laughs) On the podcast, and she's going to talk to us today about self-improvement, and she will explain more about herself in a little bit, but I am excited to have her as my first guest on this podcast. Okay, so Kristen, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Hello. So I am the younger sister here. People used to think we were twins, but I'm actually three years younger. People would always say that she looked like the older one, so there's that. (laughs) I am a certified fitness and nutrition coach of four years. I am also a first-time mom to my three-month-old baby girl. And fun fact, our babies were born three weeks apart. My baby, Brant, is three weeks older than her daughter, Ashlyn. And this feels a little weird because I'm talking to no one, and this is my first podcast. (laughs) But it'll be just fine. We're just going to pick her brain, ask her a few questions, and then it will be over with. This is real life. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll start some bloopers at the end. (laughs) To start with, tell me about a time when you feel like you improved personally. So for me, it was my journey into health and wellness. Because when I was younger, I did not realize it at the time, but I had a very negative self-body image. I would focus on things like, I have had too many treats today, or... I need to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And it all began at such a young age that I didn't even realize the problem it was causing. Yeah, that makes sense. What was the hardest part about that self-improvement journey? Hmm. I was trying to do it alone. Mm, That makes sense. So rather than focusing on collaboration, I was looking at it as a competition. Mm -hmm. So... If we were looking at this like a race, it would be more of a marathon rather than a sprint to the finish. Because in a sprint, you're focusing on beating others or being better than others. But whereas a marathon is more of a personal best or looking at this, your journey is your journey. That's true. So you can kind of go at your own pace and use the help of others and the support of maybe the runners around you, so to speak. This feels so formal. You would never know that we were super close in person, but we'll try to ease up as we go along. And if not, hey, it's our first time. (laughs) Be patient with us. So how do you feel when you reach a goal, Kristen? Um, I feel very empowered because anyone can break a habit, but it takes dedication to keep a habit. Mm, Yeah, that's true. That reminds me of a quote. And it says... Bad habits are like comfy beds, easy to get into, but hard to get out of. And just coming out of winter, I feel like we can all relate to that. We just want to stay cozy and under the covers. That's what makes it hard. I've noticed that you post your workouts every day on your Instagram feed. 
Yeah, so I do that for two reasons. Because one, it shows accountability. Mm. So my followers are going to see that I'm posting every day. You're keeping that habit. Yeah, so maybe one day I don't post and they it may either spark curiosity as to why it didn't work out or just keep me accountable to make sure I'm still in that habit. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love seeing those workouts because you get it done, girl. <laughs> I love it. These are great insights. Thank you so much for sharing your mind with us. <laughs> for sure. So describe your process behind self-improvement. What does it look like to you? So for me, this is one of my favorite aspects of self-improvement because a lot of times I think we get caught up in one aspect of self-improvement and we Mm -hmm. don't look at it as a whole that's true so i like to look at it as a holistic approach Mm -hmm. self-improvement means improving your mindset improving your physical mental emotional spiritual wellness yeah that's great and you shared recently with me that you've been reading more personal development books what's that about Yeah, so that's one way I choose to work on my mindset. Personal development books for me look like reading or listening to podcasts or books that would apply to your journey and what you're trying to improve upon. And so a lot of people think at first that they're weird, that they don't work, but as I've just even read or listened to five to ten minutes a day, They really help elevate your mindset and help you reach those goals or get into the mindset where you are able to be more aware of your thoughts and how they relate to a holistic approach to fitness and wellness. Yeah, that's good. So you're able to kind of take bits and pieces and apply it to your journey. That's what I love about anything that we consume is we can take what's helpful to us and we can leave the rest of it. We don't have to feel like we're following some sort of manual, but those books can help us identify areas where we can improve. In your mind, what is one common mistake people make when trying to improve themselves? So for this one, I would say focusing too much on what you can't control rather than what you can control. Mm Mm-hmm. For example, you can control how you fuel your body. You also can control if you choose to work out or not. Hmm. So what are some things that you can't control? You can't control people's judgments or how they react to it. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Or you may be predisposed to certain genetic traits or have certain medical conditions Uh that you're not able to control. Who are three people who have helped you improve? The first would definitely be a sister missionary who I met on my LDS church service mission to Moscow, Russia. Her name is Sister Taylor. And for me, she was really good at helping me focus on my mindset and having what she called a growth mindset. So a growth mindset is when You focus on maybe a task you aren't able to complete and you say, I'm not there yet. Maybe you can't or are not capable at the time, but as you're learning to improve and to grow, you you will get there. 
I love that word yet because that implies that that's not the end of your sentence. You're still working towards it. This is still the beginning. Right. The second would be my grandma, Freddie Lou Boyce. She is awesome. Yes, love grandma. Sorry to interrupt. (laughs) Because she has taught me just to live life to the fullest. She is always working on herself. So that has shown me an example or given me an example. I don't even know how she gets done what she does in a day. She's like an energizer bunny. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And she's what, almost 90? Yeah, 85. Mid 80s, yeah. Mm -hmm. The next would be Jared Harris. So I worked closely with Jared Harris when I was about to get my personal training certificate. Mm, Yeah, and he also grew up in our neighborhood, right? Right, yeah. So he just encouraged me on my health and wellness journey that I could get the certification and start to inspire others to become healthy themselves. Yeah, and when we were preparing for this interview, you mentioned that he said some encouraging words to you one time. As I was preparing to take my certification Mm -hmm. for my personal training exam, he was just very encouraging and made me feel like I could do it and I was ready to take the exam in order to prepare myself to help others. And I don't remember his exact words, but I remember how I felt. I felt encouraged and like this was the start of my next chapter. That's awesome. I feel like there's so many people in our lives that do that for us and they probably never even know what influence they had on us, but however we can support others in their journey is awesome. It's so fun having you here, Kristen. Thanks. (laughs) It's been so funny because I feel like it's been more recently, and you pointed this out to me, it's been more recently that we've been able to talk more openly about things like this. Right. Oh, good times growing up. I just remember playing a lot of card games and hanging out together and laughing. (laughs) We were always great laugh buddies. I remember we'd get such side aches from laughing so hard. That was our ab workouts at the time, right? (laughs) For me, it was the facial expressions. (laughs) (laughs) And it's interesting to reflect on because I feel like at that time in our life, we were more focused on the present and what was happening. And that's kind of how humor is anyway. You're looking around, seeing what is funny, what's going on. And because of that, we didn't really reflect on the past. And maybe it was just because of our maturity level. We weren't really there yet. We weren't really diving into deep heart-to-heart conversations. But I'm glad that we're at that place now and we can share that together. I agree. We don't always realize it in the moment, the importance of reflection and how that ties into self-improvement. So I don't regret our time growing up, but... Like you said, it's nice to know that because of those experiences, we now recognize the areas we can prove and how we can help each other because we are so open. Yeah, that's very true. I think a lot of times when we're struggling, we feel like we're alone. It's kind of more of a silent struggle and we don't lean on one another when we really could take that opportunity. So I feel like you'd definitely be on my list of people who have helped me improve because... I'm able to watch your journey and see how far you've come. Oh, right back at (laughs) you. Yeah. I couldn't have her put me on her list because it would look like I'm bribing her. (laughs) (laughs) It's also neat, too, that you're kind of into this life coaching trend as well. (laughs) Maybe it's not a trend. I don't know what to call it. 
What do you wish you had known when you started your self-improvement journey? It is very important that we give ourselves credit for the small wins. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I got my workout in for the day, maybe that's a huge win because the night before I was super tired. And those small wins will build momentum, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've always heard of those small victories. And it's true. We need to celebrate those more, even if it's just drinking more water or eating one more piece of fruit that day. It's those little things that make a big difference. Exactly. Because far too often, if we're starting a fitness journey or any journey, really, we try to take it as an overhaul and Mm. do it all at once. Mm -hmm. Let me change all the things right now. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just not as effective because it can lead to burnout Mm. or just quitting altogether. Mm, That makes so much sense. What would you change about yourself if you could? So growing up, I had a really negative body image Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how early on that started and how it would shape me going into adulthood. Mm -hmm. I can relate to that. I feel like ever since I was younger and still now, I compare my thighs to every girl that I see. For sure. It's the problem area that we compare to others. How has life coaching changed your thinking on self-improvement? It has made me more Mm self-aware because the thoughts that we continue to think become our beliefs. Yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like this contributes too to being able to talk more openly about it. Once we're aware of it, we can then open up to others or seek advice on how to improve and all of those good things. Right. And that goes back to not being alone in this journey and the power of using others' resources to help ourselves. Yeah, no, that's good. There's a belief that I have that I'm working to change, and I recently became more self-aware of this. (laughs) And it's that weekends equal fun, which equal food. And I feel like that's kind of rampant in our society. We often tie food to events, parties, occasions, Mm -hmm. hanging out, Anything like that. Watching a movie, we feel like we need popcorn with it. Or date night, we feel like we need a treat. And so that's definitely something I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to go anywhere without there being food. (laughs) I remember that Jody Moore said it's because we're Mormons and we don't drink. And so food is the only celebration tool we have. (laughs) A belief for me that I've worked to overcome is looking at food as neutral. So no food is good or bad. Mm, I really like that because we know that circumstances are neutral and food is a circumstance. Food just exists in our world or it grows or whatever, but our thoughts towards it create our beliefs. Yeah. So when I was growing up at a young age, again, I would go throughout the day and someone would offer me a treat, but I would refuse saying, no, I've had too many treats today, as if limiting myself to a certain number, viewing treats as bad. That's true. And what is too many anyway, because it's all relative. Right. Okay, I saved my favorite question for last. What is your favorite self-improvement quote? So going right into it, it says, that which we persist in doing becomes easier for us to do. 
Not that the nature of the thing itself has changed, but our power to do it is increased. I like that quote because it's kind of a gut check. It's tough love, but it's basically saying if you don't take the responsibility to become better, then you are choosing to remain the same. Awesome. And that's by Ralph Waldo Emerson. We had to look it up. And I love that. That's great. And I love Ralph Waldo Emerson. So great choice. Thanks. Okay, I think that wraps up our interview. Thank you for your time today. It wasn't the easiest with some babies and some time constraints, but we got it done. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And how can my listeners get in touch with you if they want to learn more? The best way to contact me, I would say, is through email. So my email is coach, coach with a K, Coach Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at gmail.com. Awesome. And you're also on Instagram, right? Yes. My Instagram is Kristen underscore Marie underscore Merrill. And that's Merrill, M-E-R-R-E-L-L. Awesome. It's so crazy that we have to spell everything, but you never know with spellings these days. (laughs) Right. Your weekly wisdom is this. What you dislike in another, be sure to correct in yourself. And that's by Thomas Spratt. Enjoy your week. Talk to you again soon. Here are some bloopers for your enjoyment if you've been listening this long. (laughs) Glad it was recording that time. This is going to be so good. I hope. (laughs) The unedited version. Oh yeah, and you can edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, we'll see. Mic check. Testing, testing. Okay, let's do a practice. <laughs> oh. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Divisible with liberty and justice for all. I couldn't remember the word. But you guys aren't going to be talking about the same thing. Right. Form. It's okay. I do this all the time. It's <laughs> good. We're human. Yeah, we are human. Um, okay, let me just Regarding, oh, no, we'll just do it again. <laughs> Are we going on to two or no? Yeah, okay. yeah, we're going on to two. I don't know how to say it. What do I say? Because um, you're trying to paraphrase it or exact quote? No, I am exact quoting it, but I was just, I said this is how it goes, so, and that sounded kind of cheesy, but okay. No, 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 I'll just probably edit all that out. Dang, we just recorded a whole section, and I thought that I had pushed record, but I didn't. <laughs> so take oh, no. two. Oh, no. React to or yeah. yeah. It's okay. That's okay. What do you wish you? Mm-mm. Sorry, I was thinking. <laughs>